According to Wikipedia, in the UK, death by misadventure is death attributed to an accident that occurred as the result of a voluntary risk. Examples include illicit drug overdose, accident, suicide, and homicide. Here comes the disclaimer. This episode contains accounts of deaths, none of them natural. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to The Last Word, a true life podcast that asks, what's the significance of a person's dying words and their impact on those left behind? I'm your host, Sarah Faith. You can find me on Facebook at Sarah Faith Larson and on Twitter at Sarah Loves Words. Each episode, I will explore themes of lives and deaths, some well known. This episode, I begin an exploration of death by misadventure. Now back to the show. Recklessness versus experience. Most of us can relate to times when we did something risky and lived to tell the tale, and hopefully we gain some wisdom from our experiences. Others aren't lucky enough to survive their misadventures. Maybe Iggy Pop said it best, I've got a lust for life. Posted on Reddit by a paramedic. A young intoxicated man crashed his car. His last words were, so many sexy bitches at that party. A 30-year-old man attended a COVID party where he contracted COVID-19. Dying of the virus, he confessed to hospital staff that he had made a huge mistake because he believed the virus was a hoax. Major General Sir William Erskine, second baronet in the British Army, abruptly ended his life and his career when he jumped from a window in Lisbon. His last words, Now why did I do that? The ironic and disturbing last words of Jack Daniel were, One last drink, please. I wonder how many misadventures he had. June 4th, 2019. Victoria Buchanan, a 42-year-old teacher and mother of three, died after swallowing a $75 bag of cocaine before boarding a flight to Dubai. She swallowed the resealable bag in the first-class airport lounge with a glass of champagne. Moments later, the bag ruptured. She went into convulsions and died. Her death was officially recorded as a death by misadventure. Speaking at the inquest, Assistant Coroner Andrew Bridge said, My question is, what on earth was she thinking? Another example of what in the world was he thinking? 26-year-old Norwegian-American actor and model John Eric Hexham accidentally ended his life on October 12, 1984. On the set of his new TV series, Cover Up, Hexham entertained himself between takes by playing Russian roulette with a 44 revolver. Loaded with stage blinks, which he thought were harmless, he aimed the revolver at his temple and said, Let's see if I've got one for me. Surgeons worked for five hours to repair his shattered skull, but could not save him. Something positive came from his tragic death, though. Five lives were saved because of John's commitment to organ donation. Save me, I don't want to die, were the reported last words of beloved 19-year-old Bollywood actress Divya Bharti, Following a fall from an open window on April 5, 1993, she later died in hospital. 
Rumors abounded that the reason for her death were suicide, accidental fall due to intoxication, or even the mafia. The results of the ensuing investigation determined that the fall was accidental, but her fans continued to be dissatisfied with this ruling. Om Prakash, Divya's father, stated in an interview, People talk about a lot of things. What actually happened? Only Divya and God know that. Vincent van Gogh, considered one of the great post-impressionist Dutch painters, was a painfully misunderstood person. He said, what would life be if we had no courage to attempt anything? France, January 1891. In a climax of despair over his life and the world around him, van Gogh shot himself but lingered for several days. When found wounded in his bed, he allegedly said, I shot myself. I only hope I haven't botched it. What I have done is nobody else's business. I'm free to do what I like with my own body. He died two days later. Followed in death by his brother Theo six months later, the brothers are buried side by side in a little cemetery in Auvergne. He was 37, the same age as the man in my next story. International rock star, songwriter, and actor Michael Hutchins, perhaps known for his powerful and sultry vocals with the Australian group In Excess, said, I'm very happy I've got to this stage in my life and I'm not dead. November 22, 1997, Michael was found dead at age 37 in his Sydney hotel room. His death was reported to be asphyxiation by hanging. Those closest to him protested that Michael would not have committed suicide. The reason behind his death is undetermined. His final words were scratched onto a yellow notepad, but not made public for 20 years. The night of his death, he had had a heated phone call regarding a blocked custodial visit with his daughter, Tiger Lily. Wouldn't be right to take it, wouldn't be right laying down. Sick of the dogs outside my window. That's right, take a look. New plan with a hook, stuck into me. All the bitterness has started showing. Five years, no one hears. Five years earlier, Michael was in a violent altercation with a taxi driver in Copenhagen. The incident resulted in a traumatic brain injury which robbed him of his senses of taste and smell, a fact he kept secret from the world. No doubt this left him feeling isolated and depressed, among other things. It's just as difficult to live in a self-made hell of privacy as it is to live in a self-made hell of publicity, Michael said once. There is a memorial website run by his family and close friends. The following was posted there by his older sister, Tina Hutchins. We can all hope to be remembered with such love. He was a charming person. When Michael engaged you in conversation at a party, you felt that you were the only person in the room. And that is rare in a business and a climate and an age where most people are looking around the room to see who might be more famous. He could make anyone, male or female, feel that she or he was the most fascinating person he had ever met. That was his power. It was not a put-on. He was genuinely interested in everybody he met. He had that special quality that made a room light up with his presence. I feel fortunate to have known him from day one.
I never meant to cause you any sorrow. I never meant to cause you any pain. From those two lines, you already know who I'm talking about. Prince Rogers Nelson was born and raised in Minneapolis, considered a musical virtuoso, a social icon, and an artistic genius. He came from meager beginnings, but never gave up. His semi-autobiographical 1984 rock opera, Purple Rain, propelled him into stardom. The movie gave Americans something we treasure, a Cinderella story. A young musician's search for success and love garnered him an Academy Award. True, some of us were forbidden to watch his movie or listen to his music because of their explicit themes. Personally, I had a secret Purple Rain cassette hidden in my room. At school, my friends and I would whisper about the lyrics. On the weekends, we would try to catch Purple Rain on HBO when our parents were out having drinks at the lounge. Were we corrupted by it? Of course not. Ruination of America's youth was never Prince's goal. From his memoir, The Beautiful Ones, we are given a taste of what it was all about for him. If I want this book to be about one overarching thing, it's freedom, and the freedom to create autonomously, without anyone telling you what to do, how, or why. Start by creating your day, then create your life. In 2016, Prince's flight was forced to make an emergency landing where he was hospitalized briefly for what his representative said was the flu. Soon after, Prince made an appearance at a local dance party near his Paisley Park home in Minneapolis. Regarding his health, he said to the crowd, wait a few days before you waste any prayers. It would be his last appearance. Five days later, Prince died of an accidental fentanyl overdose. The news of his death shocked the world. From President Obama to Lionel Richie and Justin Timberlake, who said, numb, stunned, this can't be real. Justin Timberlake was able to pay tribute to his icon at the 2018 Super Bowl in Prince's hometown of Minneapolis. Personally, I danced in triumph and cried sentimental tears when I watched the performance. And when I read the note he sent to Bruno Mars, I broke down. Bruno, may your only heroes be God and yourself. Peace and be wild. One last quote from Prince. Compassion is an action word. No boundaries. Recently, someone asked me if I found the research for and the content of this podcast depressing. Yes, of course. But I don't write about dying words out of morbid fascination with death or insensitivity to loss of life. I do it out of compassion for the human condition and to shed light on the actions of mankind with the hopes that someone somewhere will be inspired to live up to the plot of their own lives. Here's a sneak peek at my next episode, Odd But Tragic. In 2013, a Brazilian man was killed in his sleep when a cow fell through his roof. In 1979, an assembly line worker at Ford named Robert Williams was killed by a robotic arm, making him the first human to be killed by a robot. Finally, the inventor of the Segway was killed in 2010 when he accidentally drove his Segway off a cliff. If nothing else, friends, I hope that you will all remember to make each day worth living. Thanks for listening to The Last Word, a true life podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Faith. See you next time.